Welcome to episode number 33 of the Society Life Podcast. This is previously, whenever I did solo casts, was called a solo cast, dot, 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 whatever else it was entitled. I'm changing them to conversations with Al. This conversation with Al is going to be structuring a morning routine. So there is going to be a few little change-ups to this episode as well, but I'm going to just kind of go through the outline of kind of what's entailed for this. So whenever you have a morning routine, it's supposed, in theory, something that kind of primes your day, kind of gets you going for motivation factors. When I have mine structured based off of a bunch of different philosophies that I've tried probably since 2015 when I started taking this stuff a little bit more seriously. One thing that I have found is I don't like necessarily prescribing to one's notions. And you might say to yourself, well, you just use the morning routine and that's someone came up with that theory, which you're right. It is. But the idea behind it is things that resonate with me. So everything that I've gone through or that I'm going to go through right now or in a little bit to structure a morning routine are things that I'm currently doing but have changed or evolved from whenever I started doing them. So they're only things that hit home with me. One thing I did want to note on is my morning routine is more of a natural desire rather than a discipline. I feel whenever there's that discipline in there, it's almost forced. Whereas if it's a natural desire, it's more of I have the willing ability to be able to do it. It doesn't feel as forced. So in, in turn that I enjoy doing it and it primes me for my day. Um, and then yes, it will change. It has changed. It's changed a lot. And maybe five years from now, it'll be completely different. Or I might not even have a morning routine from five years from now. But I currently use one now to kind of upregulate my day just a little bit. So with that being said... Another thing that I wanted to start doing with Conversations with Al podcast was a little introduction or statistic kind of around the theory or the thesis that I'm going to be going over in this topic. So mindset, I have pulled up interview statistics of 343 different morning routines. These are just statistics. So take with it what you will. And then the way they have this data broken up is you got 56% of the participants were females, 44 were male. Um, and then this page was updated every week until the closing down of the page. So I believe the owners of the page just got tired of doing so much morning routine statistics. Uh, so I don't know how relevant it is up to date. It's the company dates back to 2019. So it's still 2019. Um, but so these different routine or these different averages kind of all tie in together with a morning routine. So you got your sleep average, which is seven hours and 29 minutes. And then you have your wake up average, which is 623 AM. Your bedtime average is 1057. And then 35% of people snooze on their alarms. Uh, once I almost again, I don't know where these numbers are coming from. Like what's the, what part of the geographically, where are they at and around the world? Um, I believe it's probably just the US. Going into 73% of people use an alarm. So that's interesting wonder how the other uh, 33% or 38% wake up. I'm not good at math. 63% uh, of people start their day with meditation or practice yoga of some sort. 79% start with exercise. And 68% sleep on and on the weekends. Then there's some graphs on here about time of sleep. And then routine longevity, which I thought was super interesting. So it goes off of three plus years for, for 
well, one month to three plus years. 65% of participants have followed their morning routine for over a year, whereas 6% have been at it for less than three months. So if it's something that resonates with them, they'll stay consistent with it. Um, so a lot of people drop off whenever they do something like this. It's going back to that self-discipline. It's like well, you're trying to force yourself to do something that you don't like doing, and that's probably why it's not sticking is because you're disciplining yourself. Change the word to desire and make it more of something that's natural to you. So, oh, there's still more. And then 50% uh, of people check their emails when they get up. 63 check their phones immediately. Um, 37 keep the same routine on the weekends, which is pretty impressive because even my routine falls apart on the weekends too, but I, I designed it that way. And then their first drink, 59% of participants drink water first thing in the morning, but 28 have coffee and 8% have tea. Favorite breakfast foods are eggs, oatmeal, and bread are firm favorites is what they say. And then, yeah, these statistics are from 2019. Does not say where. I will put the link in the in the show notes, but I thought it was a little bit interesting to start the podcast off with a, uh, a little bit statistical knowledge going into the episode. So the value from this episode is going to come from discovering your own personal truths and desires for structuring something, if you wish, to help prime your day. All I'm doing is just guiding a light on different variabilities or possibilities for something like this. So that's where the value is going to come from, discovering your own truth. Trying things, if it doesn't resonate, don't do it. It's probably not it. It's got to be a natural desire to do it, and this is just my opinion. Okay, so I'm going to start with my personal wake-up time. I've played around with this. I've woken up anywhere from 4.30 a.m. all the way to 9 a.m., the times that there's two times and it depends on the seasons the times that i have found work the best for me is 5:30 in the winter time and 5 a.m. in the summertime and that's based off of seasons i like getting up when it's completely dark that's something that i just like naturally doing the feeling of just getting up number 1 not having any distractions at all because it's completely dark and everyone else is still sleeping at least where I live at, everyone else is still sleeping. So that feeling of accomplishment hits home for me sometimes in my mind. I don't know why. But yeah, 5.30 a.m. in the wintertime, 5 a.m. In the, in the summertime. Um, going into next, so what I do when I get up after that is I have this, this morning drink. Some people call it a morning cocktail. I'm currently fasting. So I, uh, my drink, I keep it below 50 calories based off the studies and the research that I found. Going over 50 uh, brings you out of a fasting state. So my drink will consist of cayenne pepper, half of a lemon, I'll just squeeze it, and then Himalayan salt. Something else that I'm also experimenting with is bee pollen. So that <clears throat> they're just little, I believe they're just honey pellets. I'm not exactly sure. Um, well, bee pollen. Maybe they're not. They're But they're for allergies and sinuses. They just look like little pellets. Um but that's just something I'm experimenting with. Those three ingredients I mentioned before is something that I typically just stick with altogether. So after the morning drink, this one has been hit or miss for me because it's it's been hard and it's been really sticking, or it has been hard for me to get a routine around it. And this is something that I've done for four years specifically. I know this one to a T uh, is different meditation or stillness practices. 
So I've tried different, as far as like counting your breath, Zen meditation, breathing meditation, like hardcore breathing meditation. There's been a few different meditation exercises that I have found that do not work. And uh, that's a personal opinion. Like I said, I don't, maybe, maybe it works for you. Who the hell knows? So what I have found is, and I don't use the word meditation. I've, I've changed that word to almost a stillness. I will just sit in the complete dark after my drink, and this will probably only go for 20 minutes, and I'll just completely relax my body the best I can. Then I'll reflect. So I'm reflecting on, even when I wake up, I have thoughts kind of going at each other. So I'm reflecting on the thoughts. So I'm sitting back and I'm watching, letting these thoughts kind of just go at each other the best I can, and then I I do not attach myself emotionally to any of it. Sit back, I just watch it all, and slowly but surely darkness will just appear and so i'll just try to focus on the darkness but what that darkness is is that means it's like a no mind kind of thing some people might say it's meditation some people might not but i try really hard to focus on that no mind thing the other thing that i've added to it is adding past tense affirmations so whenever I'm saying these past tense affirmations, I'm saying these things that they already have happened from the future. So, for instance, I own the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm not even a Seattle Seahawks fan, but I say that in my head. So there'll be little things. So I am good at math, those kind of things. Um, but yeah, just try to completely zone out. And then if I feel like the thoughts from those affirmations start to build up again, I'll stop everything. Just try to refocus on just the, the complete darkness in there. Um, and it's almost like a surrendering. So it's not really focusing on one specific thing. It's just surrendering to whatever is there, focusing on the complete blackness for me. Um, this is an experimental thing right now. Like I've been logging different kind of practices I've been doing in the past. And so far, this one has been the most effective versus other ones that I've done in the past. After the meditation, or I'm sorry, my stillness practice, I then go into my workout. Now, this is also transformed more so into a, a practice as well because I use I talk a lot about nasal breathing, nasal recovery, that kind of stuff. I try to translate it over to whenever I'm fitnessing, if you will. So the, the nasal breathing, at least 75% of the time, focuses me on the task that I'm currently doing. It's not letting my mind wander because you're focusing on your breath, but working out at the same time. So my workout is a very, very important part, and that part has always stuck with me since I was really young, was the training. Just doesn't matter what it is, just training in general. After training, I take a cold shower. This one is probably a year and a half ago I discovered it. The reason I like it is because when you take a cold shower, you do not think about a thing because it's so freaking cold. Try one next time. Gradually build up to it. And uh, I think, I believe, my personal best is probably five minutes, and this is just guesstimating. Uh, But yeah, I will sit there, and I'll take my normal shower, but it's cold. And it's nice because it doesn't run up the water bill because you're not hanging out in there forever in the mornings. Um, so, yeah, I take a cold shower. And then this was interesting because I came across a guy named Wim Hof. And the, he one of his big things is uh, cold water immersion. He's crazy. He's got a lot of different tests done on him. There's even a book, like a textbook in schools in Norwegian or, I'm sorry, Norway um, that have a whole section just dedicated to his science and his studies that they've actually done. So the cold shower is just 
it's a it's a truth that someone else has exposed that I had tried that really resonated with me. It wasn't like I'm forcing myself to do it. Like I actually don't mind taking a cold shower in the morning. As hard as it is, it's I don't mind it. I naturally just gravitate towards doing it. After my cold shower, I then a new habit is reading. This one is this one was forced for the longest time. And once I would talk to other people about it, say, hell yeah, I can't read, blah, blah, blah. People would suggest, well, you should try reading things you really enjoy, blah, blah. Yeah, and so I, I slowly started doing that. And so the things that I enjoy reading that I actually have stuck with are more so of the leadership books. So uh, Bill Belichick, he didn't even actually write a book. He won't write a book probably. Uh, but someone wrote a whole entire autobiography just on Bill Belichick and his skills as a leader. So that'd be one of them. Another weird one that I've naturally just picked up is reading the Wall Street Journal and reading the paper version, not the uh, online version. So that one's actually been really interesting to me to uh, kind of combine the two. Uh, but yeah, so I will read if I have time, which most of the time, like 75% of the time I do have time. So I do read, and then after that, I go into my three to-dos. Not my three to-dos, I'm sorry. My to-do list for that day. So there'll be three major things I need to get done, and then there'll be ten minor, which means I don't need to spend as much time on, or if I don't get to them, it's fine. The way I get my three majors is I'll look at my, uh, my, my vision. I have my vision laid out within my journal book, my journal notebook, and then from there... I know what needs to get done for me to get where I need to be. So I'll pick three major things so it doesn't overwhelm me that I need to be doing 10 different things all in the same time or that day. Three major things and then I'm done with it. If I hit my minors, I'll hit some of them, but I don't stress out about the minor stuff. Um, And another way you can signify or another way you can kind of figure out if it's a major thing is if it's going to take you 20 minutes or more. That knows, or that lets you know it's going to be in there. So checking email, if you have a whole freaking email box full of like a thousand emails, which I don't, um, that it's not, it's not a major thing. So uh, minor. After that, I get started on the workday, and so this may seem long. It's actually not. So if I get up at 5:30, I'm actually probably starting my day maybe around eight. So it's it just seems like a lot of things to do. But these are all things that kind of step by step by step by step by step open me up to exposure because I've already done so much in just this small time period of window or the small window of time. Um, so that's it. This is a this is a structuring and the building of a routine that has worked for me. So hopefully you can find some truth from it. Maybe get some ideas to try it. Remember, if it hits you naturally, it's like, oh, this feels really good to do then maybe it's something that's natural for you to do. If not, don't force yourself to do it. Like the meditation practice was not natural for me to do the different kinds of things for it. It's just natural for me to let my thoughts eat each other and feel like a full-blown war in my head. And I come out of it feeling a little bit more calmer. So it's, it depends on what feels natural. So a desire for me to do. Um, thank you guys for viewing and listening to today's episode.